We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 420 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Dan Hilton, and I'm going to be alone, at least for this first version of the World Cup review, that being Lionel Messi winning, of course, the World Cup. If you're listening to this, you know that happened, of course, and I have my five headlines that I did for YouTube, so that's what this audio is going to be. To be honest with you, pretty emotional, a lot of stuff going on. I know that he doesn't play for Barcelona anymore, and there might be that segment of the fan base of FC Barcelona that we're able to disconnect, but I've been following the guy for 17 years, so much, over half of my life I've been following Lionel Messi, so of course I was overjoyed by Argentina, able to finally get to the top of that mountain with him in charge, and not even about his legacy, cementing him. We already knew that he was the GOAT, obviously, if you're a Kool-Aid, but to cement his legacy for the rest of the world, to let everybody know that that greatest player of all time can't have that storybook ending. And what a game it was, of course. It was that game that from minute one, well, kind of not the first 45 minutes, I thought it would be the same adulation at the end after those first 45 minutes, but everybody had to wait quite a bit longer to see that finally happen. So yes, this was the five headlines audio. And if I do do a second show about this game next day or two, it's going to be something a little bit special. It will be someone with some kind of connection to Argentina. And we're going to be talking a lot about what this truly means to them as an Argentina fan. I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen. So you might just have to hear from me. And then we'll get back to later on in the week, right before the holiday break for me getting into you know what's going on with Barcelona and in this five headlines I don't even talk about how this affects Dembele and Kunde and everybody else so without further ado though for so many of us I know that I'm making this podcast and putting this on the feed so that you get to hear and enjoy the emotion that I've been feeling and some of my thoughts about you know what I even went through emotionally through that what two and a half three hours it felt like a lifetime of that game so please enjoy this audio and you know it might be for Barca usually but this time we'll do vamos argentina we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So over the years, I've gotten a bit of a reputation of being a bit stiff, of being a bit unemotional, all those things. Well, you're getting this so late because I had to take it all in. Lionel Messi, Argentina, have won the World Cup. It was my prediction at the start of this World Cup because I had said, if you want something to happen, just assume that that's the thing that's going to happen. And that's what I did. I believed Argentina and, more importantly, that Lionel Messi were going to win the World Cup. And they did just that. I didn't have the final I asked for. I had Spain instead of France, but I think France gave us as good of a game as we could have possibly asked for. So it was really difficult, too, to narrow this down to five headlines. You know I like to put it in this easily understandable, digestible thing, but I think until Barca comes back on the 31st of December, this game, this moment for Lionel Messi is all that anyone's going to be talking about, and they should. The guy's probably going to win the Ballon d'Or, and it's going to take a while, really, it's going to take a while to understand what this means for him, what this means for his legacy, and being able to understand, fully understand, the pressure that was in every single moment. And there was too many moments, as we're going to get to, to talk about in this match. We're going to try my best here. The big overview, we're going to do more on podcasts in the future and all that stuff, but here they are, the five headlines from Argentina's 3-3 on penalties win against France in the World Cup Final. One is World Cup champion Messi. Kylian Mbappe had a hat-trick in this game. We'll get to that later as well. But for Messi to finally get to the top of the mountain, to get that one thing, and who is this for? I was asking myself that as I was feeling all the emotions the first time that Argentina should have won, then the second time that Argentina should have won, then finally when they were able the third time on penalty kicks to win the World Cup. I was trying to think, who is this for? Is this for all of us who've defended Messi through the years, who tried our best to put the Ronaldo stands, who flood my comments and constantly hit me with the Pessies and things like that when I was on the Twitch channel for FC Barcelona and just constantly getting all the negativity about how Messi's overrated, Messi's not the greatest, XYZ, and all those who defended him, all those who have had joy by watching him through the years. For Barcelona in particular, yes, for Argentina at the Copa America, I mean, even back to the U20 World Cup. The man has been the greatest athlete that we have seen for the last 20 years. Again, for any of us in our lifetime, if you're watching this right now, he's the best male athlete that you have had the opportunity to see and enjoy. And so who is his legacy for, as I said, is it for all the haters and the naysayers, for the Real Madrid fans and the like, for all the Brazilians that hated him for so many years, but today we're also South Americans rooting for him. I think the answer is for all of us. If you're watching this video, You're probably watching it because you're a fan of FC Barcelona, and he gave you so much joy over the course of 17 years. I did a search on all my notes from when I started writing for Barca Blog about eight years ago, through the podcast, and that, what, twice a week, once a week, an article, a video, all those different things, and I wrote down Messi's name over 8,500 times, that's 8,500 times, as he in my notes. 
That's just the notes. That's not counting all the times that I said his name on a podcast, or I wrote it down in an article, or I said it in a video, or I did specific videos on Messi and his greatness. I have a playlist on the YouTube channel dedicated just to La Pulga, and we know how he left FC Barcelona, but I didn't want to take it down because I think he's going to be a player that through video, through media, through all these different ways, we're going to remember as the greatest to ever play this game. Ever, ever, ever. His legacy is as the greatest club player of all time. There was no doubt coming into this game that that was true. For FC Barcelona, all the winning he did, all those goals, all the numbers, he has all the records. He had to do it for Argentina, and he did it. He's a World Cup champion. That's Lionel Messi. Two is too many moments. I could have ended it there. I probably should have ended it there. Just having this initial reaction about Messi and breaking it all down later. But I can't do that. Because all of the teammates that were fighting for him, for Argentina, so hard throughout this tournament, they all deserve some kind of recognition as well. Through 60 minutes, the man of the match was Angel Di Maria. With the goal, second goal in particular, just a beautiful, beautiful finish by Angel Di Maria on the counterattack. McAllister getting free throughout this game. Rodrigo DePaul showing some technique that we usually don't see. Fighting for his life. Enzo Fernandez, as I keep telling you, Enzo Fernandez winning the Young Player of the Tournament Award for good reasons. Also playing the whole second half and extra time with a yellow card. I mean, Otamendi was good in the first half, as Argentina were good. Then makes it interesting. Easy PK call there. Mbappe obviously finishes. And it wasn't even for them. Of course, there's a Mbappe moments, but Upamakano, those two blocks in extra time, Argentina should have won it. And not even through the Messi goal that they should have won it with in extra time. And then, of course, Mila Martinez. France then should have won it. But Mila Martinez, not just the PKs, but that save he makes in extra time. My goodness. There were so many little moments in this game. And I'll keep breaking it down on the podcast. We can talk about the tactics and all those things. But it's all those little moments that remind you why you watch this game. The highs and the lows. Because when that team finally slays the beast and the player that you're rooting so hard for for so many years is finally able to climb to the top of the mountain, you have to try to remember all those little moments that got him to that spot. Not just in this game, but throughout Messi's whole career. There I'm talking about Messi again. Let's stay focused here. And even the bad moments, the ones that made me feel bad for Dembele. Of course, he gives up the PK that Messi scores for the first goal of the game. In the 41st minute, Giroud and Dembele coming off for Taram and Kolo Moani. Deschamps putting Dembele and Giroud in a position that in their career, they've really never been in to say, we can't use you now. We got to change things up. The whole team is going to have to make you the scapegoats in this moment. Of course, Dembele also giving up the PK was a scapegoat earlier in the game. Once again, too many moments. It's going to take me a full podcast and a lot of time. I mean, I have to watch it again to really figure out all of what I just saw. Three is every emotion. It's the same thing. I felt generally the same emotion for the first about 45 minutes of the game, obviously. I thought, as people said, this is a bad World Cup final because France didn't show up. But Argentina, I think from a... I'm going to do tactics just for a second here. Argentina got it right. Scaloni from the jump. That 4-3-3, starting at Di Maria, of course, who came out of this game like a bat out of hell. And France weren't ready to go. But this is a really good dominant France side throughout the tournament. They were the most talented team. They were the deepest team in this whole tournament. So you knew that they were going to come eventually. But when I say every emotion, that first half was nice because all I had to feel was the emotions you know I like to. And that's watching a game, trying to figure out, oh, what is Argentina doing right? What is France doing wrong? Why did it take France all the way to the 70th minute to get their very first shot? Why did France have zero shots in that first half, the first time a team did that since they started tracking this since 1966? And how did Argentina start so well on the front foot, giving all that pressure? I think the answer is that, that Messi's teammates, when you talk about every emotion, were also putting every bit of emotion out there for him. They were fighting for him. They were playing for him. I mentioned McAllister and DePaul already, but it wasn't just them. It was how Scaloni instructed them to figure these things out. DePaul helping Molina with Mbappe again. That worked for about 70 minutes. And that early pressure from Argentina forcing mishits by Griezmann and Teo. 
And even the emotion of France, how disappointing they must be that that flu virus or whatever it was ravaged their locker room. It was Rabiot dealing with that concussion. Again, the France sickness that brought down Kanate, who probably could have started this match if not for that. And then Upamakano and Varane recovered, but who knows what shape they were actually in for them to still play the way they did. And then France coming back where tactics meet emotion. Scaloni making a 4-4-2 was an awful mistake, maybe waiting a little too long to make a sub or two, but we found on the end that wasn't wrong. But it seemed like in the moment it felt terrible when France had scored two goals, a PK and then the Mbappe tremendous finish within a minute and a half of each other. It looked like Scaloni got it wrong because France, then speaking of emotions, the momentum, they took over and they made Argentina, they forced them to suffer to get to the end of regulation and send it to extra time. Argentina again, emotion, you thought they had it, and then France are back again. And then I think Emiliano Martinez, his emotion sums up everything I'm talking about. That guy, in a six-hour period, has gone through every single emotion that a human could possibly have, and he brings all of it, even to the penalty kicks. And I think that mental advantage, that emotional advantage, is a big reason why Argentina won. Four is one you'll never forget. Yes, it was messy, and I think all these neutrals out there, I mean, I'm in the U.S., there's going to be a lot of people texting me, they've already done it, asking me about this game, or making jokes about, oh, I saw this thing called soccer, who's this messy guy, yada, yada, yada. But it's one game that you, as a football fan, will never, ever forget, because yeah, it was messy, the greatest of all time, but he was against Mbappe, and he was against France. He was against the guy who's, if he's not already there, he's the next guy up, his teammate at PSG in Mbappe, and Holland, of course, will have something to say about that if Norway ever does get back to a World Cup. But I hope you got to watch this game either with your family or on the couch or at a bar or maybe you're at some kind of viewing party. Wherever you were taking in this game, I hope that you enjoyed that experience. I hope it's something you don't forget. You're going to remember the people that you watched it with. You're going to remember, hopefully you remember even the texts and the calls and whatever it is, the emotion you felt. Whether you're rooting for Argentina or France. Again, this was such a roller coaster. France thought they had it in extra time. I think they would have assumed they would have had it if not for Martinez making that again, career-defining save that he did in that second extra time period. So I really hope you just remember not only this game, but the entire experience for what this World Cup was. As especially as a neutral, right? If you're watching this, I doubt you're a neutral. But if you were neutral into this game and you're just rooting for FC Barcelona, so you are sad about Koundé. Again, I was sad for Koundé because he was so close to saving that Messi goal off the line. But again, what that Messi goal meant. Again, Dembélé, uh, just a disaster of a final. And I'm hoping that obviously he comes back to Barcelona with a bit of confidence and that support group around him, including his wife and his family, are able to pick him back up because then he has to start his club football again in about two weeks' time. Five is legacy. It's a lot about Messi's legacy and Maradona and all those figures of Argentina past. We keep bringing up these old years. What happened in 1966? That was the last time a player had a hat trick in the final of the World Cup. 1966, it was Jeff Hurst. And of course, Mbappe does it, but he does it in a losing effort. But Mbappe, after this tournament, winning the gold boot, basically taking that gold boot from Messi in, what, the 119th minute, snatching what for Argentina looked like the second time they won the World Cup and making them earn it on a third. Mbappe's legacy is already slated. He won a World Cup when he was just barely 20 years old. And now, as a 24-year-old, getting to a final, and certainly for France, they'll be there again. For all these French players, Giroud in this tournament, his legacy is pretty much established. Deschamps, how he's impacted this French national team, whether it's a player or a manager, with France getting to four of the last seven World Cup finals. Argentina doing the same, by the way. But France doing that. It's been solidified that this is a golden generation for France. And why I thought they were better than Argentina, not in this game, but in the tournament, why I thought they were the favorites heading into this match, was just because they had more depth. And we saw that in their substitution patterns. With Kamavinga playing left back, 
of all the issues they had. Lucas Hernandez going down early in the tournament. Teo Hernandez not having a good final, but taking his place. He was a big player in the semifinal against Morocco that helped them get to this point. And then Kamavinga, again, the left back, who's not a left back. He's a midfielder for Real Madrid, so I'm not really rooting for him anyway. Argentina tried to target him, but he still has this moments of chaos that are able to get France on the front foot, giving me the emotion and the belief that, very much like Real Madrid, that this France side, as we had said before, could do those things. Their legacy, I think, in this tournament is that they're just so individually talented. Deschamps put it together pretty well, and they were capable of any moment lightning striking. They didn't have to be better than you because they could be better than you for just 10 minutes or a minute and a half in 90 minutes, and then they're getting a result that they want. And obviously, if not her Angel Di Maria and DePaul and Messi and McAllister and Martinez, France would have won the World Cup that they were the better team and the best team in this tournament that they would have earned, if you will. But when I say headline five is legacy, we all know who I'm talking about here. We are talking about Lino Messi because in Argentina lore, and it's always a reminder too, we saw when Messi, after Maradona died a few years ago, take off that jersey, have the Maradona on for that celebration, get his yellow card there. Maradona is Argentine football. He was the thing that everybody wanted to watch. He is what made the game absolutely beautiful. He didn't have as many goals, near as many goals as Messi, but in 1986, he did. He's the one that, when you look at all the other players, Cruyff, even Pele, Pele was always, this is going to hurt his legacy a little bit, but Pele was always surrounded by the best of the best as well. Brazil have always been the powerhouse that it was, but in 1986, Maradona put a team who should not have been winning the World Cup on his back and took them to victory. He had sensational moments and goals. And for Messi, his legacy is that he somehow did what Maradona did in 1986 and raised the stakes just a bit because France, with Mbappe, raising the stakes on this game. But the semifinal against Croatia, the performance that he puts in against the Netherlands, that moment when Argentina very well could have been knocked out, when they should have already gone on and they had to win it multiple times, including on PKs. There were so many little messy moments in this whole tournament that you're going to remember this is the tournament that truly defines the greatest player of all time. And it used to come down to numbers because he said, my mother-in-law's staying with us now, and she asked, what kind of records does he have? Is he in the Guinness Book of World Records? And I said, he does hold most football records already, just in this tournament, most minutes played at the World Cup, both in this tournament and any tournament at all in totality. His legacy of not getting PKs is a complete sham. Messi, the man made in Catalonia against Luis, the man born in Catalonia, steps up for that first one, 24 of 29 PKs for Argentina patient on the penalty, completely composed, being the first player to score in four knockout games and the final. Jorginho scored in every game in 1970, as did Pele in 1958, but there was one less game with no round of 16 at the time. Those are just the records that Messi set in the first half of this game. And the one thing about Messi that continues to make him the greatest ever is pressure. When I think about and this is through the lens of American sports growing up here. So obviously I constantly have to hear about Tom Brady all the time, the NFL quarterback. And Michael Jordan, I grew up watching him. I'm watching LeBron James now. Of course, one of them is the greatest ever at that sport. And legacy of Lionel Messi, probably the argument is no longer that he's the greatest football player ever. It's maybe that he's the greatest male athlete to ever do it, to ever lace up boots. Because for him to do it with this pressure in this moment and to hit that penalty and then to hit that goal, in extra time that should have won it again, and then to start the penalties with that goal, the second PK goal of the day, Lionel Messi solidified himself as the best ever. It doesn't work this way, the storybook ending to a career, because he didn't leave Barcelona in a storybook way. And you would have thought, I always had that feeling about Messi, especially over the last five, six years, 
that he would, yeah, his alignment with PSG, maybe he'd win another Champions League, and that's how he'd go out. But it would always going to feel a bit tainted for me, obviously, from the PSG thing. But for him to win the World Cup in this way, yeah, I hope he doesn't go back to PSG. He obviously, we talked about it, financially cannot come back to Barcelona. So it's time for Messi, whether he goes back to Nils Old Boys like he always promises. Or, hey, I'd love to see him into Miami. I'd love to just pop about 20 minutes down the road and see him when they visit New York. So that'd be great. But if Messi is in MLS or goes back to Argentina, I mean, even if he renews for PSG, whatever, his legacy, his career, we can put a stamp on it. This is kind of where I think the book closes on Lionel Messi. Regardless of what happens after, of course, we'll probably add another Ballon d'Or, as I said, to his trophy cabinet, but this is his moment, and I've enjoyed it. I hope you have too. So that'll do it. I think there's more tactics to discuss. Some of the decisions that Scaloni made that got in this game, then had it taken away, then got in the game, then had it taken away. Again, there's just too many emotions. I don't even know where to end this. So I'll just say thank you so much for always being with me. If you're here just for this match review and you don't normally support FC Barcelona or care about this channel, this is how you're finding it. Subscribe to the channel, all that stuff. Welcome, by the way, and I hope you continue on this journey as we're getting club football ready in about two weeks. Crazy World Cup, weird World Cup, a lot of negative things that I'll always remember about the Qatar World Cup. But again, we end with the largest positive you could possibly end with. And as Little Messi is World Cup champions. And because he sits behind me right here, kind of telling you why, it's not up here, it's down below. Subscribe, I know it's a bit corny. But as always, we don't usually say it here, vamos Argentina, but Forza Barca. Once again, thanks so much for listening to this. This might be all there is, as I warned you at the start, for this match review for the World Cup final. I hope it isn't, but again, if it is, it'll be a bit more Argentina-based than it will be about how this affects Barcelona and all that stuff, or even his legacy, because we already knew coming into this game that Lionel Messi was the greatest club player of all time. He just solidified it for everybody else who wasn't seemingly watching La Liga when they were supposed to. No, you don't know he's the best because of his games against Cadiz and Adafe and Real Sociedad and whoever else was in Spain, and so the people kind of arguing, and oh, you didn't do in the Premier League or whatever, but now it's all over. Everybody knows the same thing that you and I have known for quite some time. So again, that from a Barcelona perspective, I think while he didn't leave Barcelona the way he wanted to, kind of ends the chapter, as I said, in that five headlines. And I, I don't know, I feel a bit at peace. So I'm going to sleep well tonight. I hope you do too. And of course, we'll see you next time. So thanks so much for listening to this abbreviated version of the Barcelona podcast. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. The Force of Barca. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.